What's going on, Spurs fans? Ethan Quintero back again with my partner in crime, Jude McLaren, bringing you yet another short episode of our podcast, SSPN, where we cover all things San Antonio Spurs basketball. This one is a little bit different, Jude. We don't have a lot of stuff to talk about it being off-season. We're in that weird limbo stage. Uh, so we've decided to do something a little interesting, which is compare the statistics, both team and individual, from the 2014 San Antonio Spurs team, which was the championship team last time we won the championship, and compare it to this past season, 2020-2021 NBA season, San Antonio Spurs team. I hope that made sense. A little bit complicated of a sentence. We're basically just comparing stats. Yes, and we understand it's a different league. It's a different Mm -hmm. game. Stats aren't the entire story, but I still think that this is a cool idea to just kind of compare what a no man's land team Spurs looks like and a championship team Spurs team looks like on paper because there are some like major differences that we kind of talked about and I'll let Ethan handle that um, but that's kind of the the context that we're operating under so you know there's some things you know we may make some big statements maybe sometimes or something like that but mm-hmm. you know it's not the end all be all it's just a fun little off-season experiment correct and I'm going to start by just doing a little bit of individual stats, because it's hard to compare individual stats, because players are different. You know what I mean? Roles you can kind of compare. Danny Green's role in the team was to be a spot-up shooter. It's safe to say that, you know, Doug McDermott, Bryn Forbes, kind of have similar roles. Yeah. You know, that we can do. Points per game's a little bit different, because if you just look at that, points per game, this past season, we did better than in 2014. And you can argue that this is a little bit inflated because we're shooting more, you know, volume three pointers. There's less slow half court offense in today's modern NBA. But we had, I believe it was eight players last year average double figures. The least amount was Patty with 11, ranging all the way to 21.6 with DeMar. So that's eight players. And in 2014, we only had six averaging double figures. And that was Patty again, averaging 10.2 all the way to Tony, only averaging 17 points per game. So clearly there's something there other than points and scoring that we're missing from our current system, Jude. Um, And to me, you you discover what that is when you go look at the team and opponent stats from both seasons. Now, there's a lot that's similar, and there's a lot that this modern NBA team from last year was better at. In fact, something that you might think is a little weird, we actually... I think it was um, like steals, blocks, and assists were very close, like within one you know unit of each other. And turnovers, we were actually better last year than we were in 2014, which is weird because usually when you think of a championship team, you think about minimizing turnovers. But we were actually very good at doing that last year. The biggest difference to me, there are two, Jude. Two differences. What are you laughing at? Am I just going I'm just, on? No, no, no. I'm just laughing at the at the fact that 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 we had more turnovers in 2014. Yeah, which is <laughs> it just shows how bad last year was, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's definitely telling. But the the two most you know glaring changes from 2014 to last year are three point shooting and the point differential between the opponent and our team. Three-point shooting, it's not its not a huge difference. And, and like I said, this could be a little bit of a, you know, more Here. threes being shot. Go ahead, Jude. Yeah, so, so what I was going to say, too, is you're talking about how it may not be a huge difference, but you got to understand that in 2014, 
even though like threes were still kind of taken over, that was like the beginning of the Warriors, the year before the Warriors, you know, Mm -hmm. had their run. Um, Like still, you know, a much different time. Like there were a lot less three pointers being taken. So yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but with less three pointers, you're shooting a better percentage. That would mean that you're actually shooting a lot better. So even if it's only like the percentage gap is actually bigger than, than it'll seem because of the way the league was. If that makes sense, it does. So the the, the actual percentage from twenty fourteen from three was thirty nine point seven. Basically, I'm gonna round up forty percent from three as a team. Last year we were exactly thirty five percent from three, and it doesn't seem like a big difference, but that's a you know that's like going from average to a way that's five percent exactly. Yeah, and when you account for once again going back that there were less threes taken, that's probably more like a seven to ten percent gap. I mean, that that's yeah. really probably the jump. So the crazy thing is, and I, we were just talking about this before we started recording. If you go back to that 2014 team, what do you have? You have the three point contest winner in Marco Bellinelli. You have a young Patty Mills. You have you know Kawhi Leonard who had just kind of gotten his shot. You still have Manu who can hit a three. Tony's hitting threes. Okay. Everybody that I just mentioned isn't on the roster anymore. And everybody that they replaced them with, um, unfortunately, just they had the three-point shooting part and they didn't really didn't really have the defense part. Um, and then those guys also retired, you know? Yep. So it was just, that's just where the Spurs are at right now. Um, and it makes sense that you signed Doug McDermott, Zach Collins, um, and you really that you draft Josh Primo and Joe Wieskamp. When you look at that, it makes sense with the shooting. That that is where the shooting lines up um, with this offseason when you're comparing this championship team um, to to the old team or to the team this last year. I do want to say one more thing, or actually a couple more things, but this this pertains to three point shooting. So we got worse by five percent from the three point land. Can you do you want to guess? I'm gonna let you guess real quick. How many more threes do you think total? Oh wow, we shot in 2020 than 2014. Oh, not like all six years, but just season to season. So wait, wait, wait. so you're just saying between 2014 and 2020, like like from that the 2014 season and the 2020 season? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, like 200 more. 289 more. I'm, you know, I that's feel I was, that was yeah, 300 would have been closer, but I feel mm-hmm. I feel good about that. I don't know the exact number, but I feel like proportionally that is way behind the rest of the NBA. Yes, yes, I'm sure. I should if if you have the exact number, make sure you comment it down low. I could be wrong, but that just seems way low, in my opinion. And this brings me to my second biggest difference comparing the two seasons and the two teams overall. So in 2020, we averaged 111 points per game. And our opponents averaged 112.8 points per game. So about one or two points differential, we were usually losing by one or two points. In 2014, we were scoring 105 points per game, and our opponents were scoring 97. So we were outscoring our opponents by eight points per game. And to me, that really just comes down to defense. And you mentioned it. We have good individual defenders but the biggest difference is team defense and team chemistry overall. That 2014 team knew their teammates like the back of their hand. 
you know, there was so much switching going on. There was never, it never seemed like they were lost out there. And I think that's what our team was missing last year. Just too much inconsistency overall. Can I say something Go that Pop wouldn't like? Go ahead. The vets took plays off on defense. And that's just a fact. If you watched Spurs basketball last season, there were plays that sometimes Rudy Gay or Patty Mills, and I'm not even mad at them for it. He's 35, 34. You know what I mean? Rudy Gay's had like two ACL surgeries. I'm not even, and he was the one who kept us in that Grizzlies game. So I'm not trying to criticize Rudy Gay, but you know, at 35, it's like sometimes he's just going to let a guy drive past him because he's not going to stop him anyway. And Pop wouldn't yeah. get mad at the vets for that, right? So, yeah. and, and I'm not even mad at him for not getting mad at them. It, you know, it's just, a, it was the situation that they were in. But that is where these guys like DeJounte Murray and Derek White, that is where they were really individual defenders. There wasn't as much rotation that, you know, the speed and, and the, the style of play was so different that it was kind of hard for them to build that kind of chemistry on defense just with their athletic ability and and their play style, right, and their skill set. It just didn't really mesh. When you throw a Devin Vassell, a Trey Jones, um, you know, somebody else like that in there, you know, even a even a, a, a Zach Collins in at center, for example, um, I think that, that those rotations and stuff like that, I just think that it's going to be, it's just going to be way more seamless and way better. Um, even with a Doug McDermott, right? That was the one I was forgetting. Even now, Bryn Forbes, no, you know, probably, probably not even Doug that much too. Now that I think about it, really. I, well, I think Doug can at least rotate. I think yeah. he can at least chase the defender off a screen. He's not, you know, Doug McBuckets is not known for his defense. He's called McBuckets because he's yeah. a shooter. Um, but I still think that the, the, just their age, even if they're not great defenders, just them being like in their prime and not, you know, past mm. it is High going energy. to allow is going to allow them to play better um, and and play that that type of high energy defense, like you mentioned, um, with with a guy like Dejounte Murray. Because let's just face it, Rudy Gay and Dejounte Murray are not playing with the same intensity on defense. One hundred percent. And one thing that I actually did not suspect when i came into this basketballreference.com to look at these stats we are actually rebounding better that's last season than we were in 2014 would you say that's maybe because of more shots being taken it could be it I could, could be could definitely just be that but there is one thing jude that does not line up with how basketball the nba has evolutionized since 2014 i'm going to use james harden as an example okay james harden single-handedly changed the NBA because players became referees catered to players nowadays. In 2014, I was re-watching some games from 2014 the other day. Guys were getting pushed to the ground, hit a lot more physical basketball with very few fouls being called. Today you can get a foul just by you know pump faking once and then jumping in kind of jumping in them. You know, they're kind of trying to take that out going into next this, year. Yeah. But but for last year, that was that was you know happening a lot. That's how Demar got a lot of his points. Yes, but check this out: we're shooting less free throws last year than we were in 2014. We don't have now, a post presence either. That could be it. But even still, James Harden's not never in the post, and he averages the most free throws out of anybody. Demar got a lot of free throws. Now this is this kind of goes on our guards, to be honest with you. Like, DeJounte, 
at the free throw line every once in a while. Same with Derek, but who is the offensive initiator? It was DeMar. The ball wasn't in their hands. So now, hopefully, they'll be able to kind of have more of an opportunity to drive to the rim and get that contact, especially Keldon. No, no, no. Yeah. Keldon should be getting like, he should be leading the league, and not actually, but he should be he should be leading pretty high up there in yeah. free throws because that man literally just attacks the basket and he's going to be even bigger now with Olympic experience. So I hope, I mean, I don't want them to foul him hard, even though they will, but like, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. we don't want him to get hurt on any of these fouls, but we would like him to get fouled and go to the free throw line. Um, mm-hmm. So really, honestly, I think when I look at that, I know that DeMar got a lot of free throws, but it was really just him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, I in, 20, where in 2014, you got Manu, you got Timmy, you got Tony, you got Kawhi even. You know what I mean? Like those guys are getting to the rack like that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, even we, think of 2013, Tony and Manu make those free throws. We yeah. win that series. But once again, that's just an example. They were able to get to the line in the crucial moments other than DeMar DeRozan. We don't have anybody else on the roster who did that last year. And I think if, if our guards just take an initiative to get more physical and attack, exactly. the paint, that's going to just open up so much because now we have the capability to shoot. You know, yes. we got Dougie. And we're not kicking out to DeJounte. DeJounte can kick out to somebody else. <laughs> yes. And that will improve the team tenfold. Just honestly. Oh my gosh. It's like I, I wanna like I'm like crying, laughing, relieved. I don't know how to explain it. But that's how this conversation makes me feel about the Spurs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And lastly, I, I don't really have out. any more statistics to talk about. Uh, I, I don't want to over overdo the statistics because like we said stats only tell so much of the story a lot of it comes down to a player embracing their role that you know not a lot of stuff shows up on the stat sheet and it comes down to chemistry on the court not on a piece of paper exactly exactly so take all this with a grain of salt this is just something that we thought was interesting to compare these two teams see where we are what where our shortcomings are and how we can improve the team basically it comes down to two things defense and three-point shooting kind of what we already knew um, so if we can improve that going into next year, I think the Spurs will be in a much better place. Absolutely, Ethan. Any final thoughts on this one? That's all I got. Anything from you? Uh, yes. Y'all be sure to go subscribe to the new YouTube channel that we will be a part of. Um, mm-hmm. That is SpursTube TV. Lots of Spurs content creators going to be a part of it. It's going to be jumping up soon we're going to be putting out videos um follow them on twitter at spurs tube tv subscribe to them on youtube at spurs tube tv it's spelled the way that it is right here and then y'all see the uh i don't my okay my finger wasn't anyways yeah over there right yeah we're good. there That's underneath it. the at yes and speaking of ats if you want to hear more from us follow us on twitter uh, right there at Jude McLaren at Ethan underscore Cantero, super easy. Um, but yeah, thank y'all once again. Go follow Spurs Tube TV. Go follow us if you would like. Uh, follow our podcast feed as well. Literally, just type SSPN wherever you get your podcast. You can find that there. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning into this video. We'll be putting out more content as the off season goes along. More fun stuff like this. Any video ideas? Hit us up in the comments below. Um, and with that being said, go Spurs, go.